this will be the last of the last, finally. But anyway, this is message number eight. This is the mark of the beast. You know, I've done eight. If you have not listened or you missed one of them, be sure to go back. This is, thing has been filled with so much information. There's been so many things that we've pointed out. And this was just Revelations chapter 13, basically, that we dealt with. But I wanted to point out a couple of things before I wrap this thing up. Um, I'm going to end it here today. And I'm going to go through probably as quickly as I possibly can to make these last few points that I believe that are extremely important. But I want to share something with you because remember something, is that whenever you look at the Word of God, the beginning is always reflective of the end and the end is reflective of the beginning. And so Genesis, there was, there was something that transpired in the Genesis account that we see taking place in the Revelation account, that as I begin to look through it, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's just like a, it's like an, there's a mirror image here. And we see this reflective nature, and I want to read some scriptures to you in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 that I believe that will help us understand how this thing all comes together. Because, like I said, you'll see, you'll see things in the beginning that are very similar to things that are in the end. And so... I want to read this in Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 25. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And in verse 31, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Watch this. In verse Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, Then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight to the site and good for food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 15 and 16. And it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat it, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So God created man on the sixth day, which is really interesting because most most scholars and theologians do agree that number six is always equated in some way or in reference to man. We've seen this because we talked about the Antichrist and his number so far over many weeks. We talked about how it's related to many things in relation to, I believe, the leader who is going to be an Islamic leader, we believe, uh, uh, according to Scripture, the Antichrist. But God created man at the six, on the sixth day. But watch this. He handed over three specific things uh, to, uh, to man on that day that I believe that on that day that gave man, in other words, he gave man these three things that are specific to him, and it was on the sixth day. So it's interesting because there are these three specific things that I want to mention today here. There we go. And so if we look at the Genesis account, we can see what Satan is doing in the end time account of Revelation. So watch this. The number of man equals six. Now, it's interesting because the number is 666, and we know that there's Satan, we know that there's Antichrist, 
and we know that there's the false prophet. So we see 666, and all three are related to man in some way. But it's interesting how the number six, on the sixth day, God gave something to man. He gave him the Garden of Eden. He gave them a territory. So we see that God gave Adam and Eve a garden, and we see that that Satan's desire is to create an empire, a place specific, because we know that in Revelations 13, which will be halfway through, what? The tribulation period, he's going to move over into Jerusalem. You see, there's a, period, there's a place that's specific to what he wants, a territory that he wants to, to lead from. So we see that the number six is related to territory. We also see that the number six is related to authority. Um, we know that God gave Adam and Eve dominion and authority. First thing he did in the Garden of Eden to rule over the fish of the sea and over everything that was on planet Earth. What does Satan want? He wants complete authority. We see that this is extremely powerful because he's taking what man gave away. Look, man had these three things. He had territory, he had authority, but then he had the third thing. He had a rule. He had a law to abide by. And what was the law? Do not partake of the tree of the good of e good and evil. That was a law given. There was a rule given. And what is Satan going to do? He's going to establish laws and regulations and policies that are going to keep man from being at his very best and most of all keep man from God because he's going to expect complete compliance and worship and he's going to expect you to follow those laws based off that mark that you're going to have. So if you have that mark, you're saying... You're saying that you agree that Satan owns this territory. You agree to following his authority, and you agree to following his rules. So the number six is related to that, because that was the day that man was created. And we see this again in Revelations chapter 13. So everything revolves around, that it revolves around him establishing his kingdom. We know that he'll revive what? The revived Roman Empire and the Babylonian Empire. We talked about that before when we were talking about the four beasts. Uh, and this is Satan's ultimate goal. There will also be established a leader over man with a one world order. We know that that's the Antichrist job. And uh, we also know that there will be a one world religion, which will establish the false prophet's job. So we see Satan. What's that? He wants an empire. We see the Antichrist. He wants a one world order because he wants a complete authority over man. And then we see the false prophet. We see that there'll be worship. So remember, what was the main three things that Satan's trying to establish? Worship, the uh, war, and what was the other one? Work. What is it? Work? No. Uh, what was it? Works, worship, works, worship, and the war. Okay, war. Those are the three things, and you'll see all these three things related to territory, related to authority, and related to rules. Every one of these things. So we understand now why Satan uses the number 666 because it was in relation to, I believe, the day that man was created on the sixth day. And every one of those three things were given to man at that time that he now wants in his possession. But he wants to use it to rule over man. Okay? So anything that God gave man, Satan wants for himself. Okay? So we see this in Scripture. And so, um, so I do, and, and let me just say this, because a lot of people wonder, well, is the Antichrist there right now? We know that in 1 John chapter 5, the Antichrist spirit is alive and well. 
But remember that there's two antichrists talked about in Scripture. There's the antichrist spirit, but then there's also the man known as the antichrist that the antichrist spirit will possess. Now, we know this because that in several occasions when the antichrist is talked about, or lawless one, it's talking about a human because it says he. That's a personal pronoun in reference to he. The spirit now, on the other hand, is something that is running rampant today. We see the lawlessness that this Antichrist spirit is creating in our world. It's going to allow the Antichrist man to be able to rise up because of the division and the frustration and the tumult and all the things that are going on in this world right now. It'll allow that Antichrist spirit to take hold. So a lot of people ask me, so do you believe that the Antichrist... Look, I believe that there's a person that's already there, but I don't believe that he's possessed by this Antichrist spirit at the moment. I believe that'll either happen just prior to the rapture or just after the rapture. Again, I can't verify this, but when we look in the first three and a half, the, the prior to the three and a half years, we do not ever hear the word of God talk about the Antichrist himself prior to the church being gone, ever. We only see him rise up once the church is gone, according to First, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two. So my point is, is that he won't even be revealed till we're gone. Why is that? Because I believe that he, that that spirit itself that is made to inhabit that man that will be the world leader will not be possessed with that spirit until we're out of here. Okay. Now again, that's personal belief based off of what I've read in Scripture. It's not just a guess. Um, but again, there are people far more advanced than I am in this stuff that they could probably shed greater light on this. But anyway, so <clears throat> anyway, let me say this. Uh, I believe that um, then there's another strange uh, connection, interesting connection that I was looking at. Um, you know, we were talking about the Antichrist being the, an is Islamic leader and the uh, uh, false prophet being an apostate pope. Okay, well, we've already dealt with that when we talked about the four beasts. But basically, coming off of that, there was something interesting that I found that somehow he's going to have to bring this together. And I don't know how he's going to do this, because even the Islamic leader, when you're talking Islam, they have specific mandates that they adhere to when you're talking their religion. You know, and of course, we know the, uh, Catholic, the Catholic religion has, also has specific things that they adhere to. Now, again, I'm not talking bad about them. Remember, we went through it, so don't judge me. Go back and listen to what I'm talking about before you, you think, you know, judge what I'm saying. But here's a strange connection that I believe that somehow will bring the apostate pope and the Islamic leader together. Watch this. In Islam, they believe that you can have multiple wives and they don't believe in drinking. And yet Catholicism believes that you can only have one wife, and they believe that drinking is okay. So somehow this is all going to, because we're going to see that the one thing that's not going to be harmed during the, during the tribulation period is what? One, it says don't harm the wine. It's interesting. In other words, don't mess, why is that? So somehow there's some connection there again that was just thrown out there, a little, little whatever. You know, you can do whatever you want with that. But anyway, so we see the number of man is related to territory, authority, and rules because we see it in Genesis. And when we move over to Gen Revelations 13, we see the same thing. We see something very similar to that. Now, I want to share with you a couple of things because we're talking about the mark of the beast, actually. And one of the things that you're going to find that this mark, I believe, is, is that it is, it is directly related to something that will give the Antichrist the ability to be able to keep an eye 
on everybody that has that mark. It's the, this, in other words, it'll be like citizen location. And I've got some things I want to share with you really quickly. But one of the things that you're going to find um, is that right now we have this thing called, how many have ever heard of OnStar? Right? You can get, many of you probably have it in your car. Uh, it was something that came out, gosh, I believe in the mid-90s, uh, actually. And since then, they've perfected this thing. And OnStar is a satellite link system that gives a pinpoint position of where you're located. Um, and OnStar is more associated mostly with newer vehicles. You know, vehicles, I believe, prior to 1990, I don't believe that there were any. Um, but for the most part, it allows someone to have direct communication with you, even if you have a problem. So if you get stalled out in the middle of nowhere, you can call up an operator right there from your own car because OnStar allows them to pinpoint your location. They will tell you to just be sit still, and they'll have somebody on the scene, whether it's a tow truck, if it was a wreck, potentially an ambulance, uh, you know, or an officer of some sort. That's what OnStar provides, pinpoint accuracy as to where you're located. And there will be a dispatch uh, depending on the situation. So here's what's interesting about the OnStar system. Um, if you go look at the video, uh, it says this, OnStar is devised for your safety and security. Now, remember, I talked about this before. Um, this is exactly what the beast system and the Antichrist's purpose will be in the beginning, is to provide safety and security. Remember, I believe that with all my heart. So I believe that this, now, am I saying that you're going to have OnStar on your body? No. I'm saying is, but I believe that the mark will have that, that capability that OnStar possesses, okay? And so OnStar is just the thing that's used in your car, but I believe that the mark will be that. And so remember, the Antichrist, remember, like I said, will provide safety and security at first. And so the YouTube commercial goes on to say this, OnStar aids in tracking, watch this, tracking and recovering stolen vehicles, navigation and roadside assistance information. If you go watch the video, I know because I took that from the video, an actual commercial. And I'm like, that's exactly what I believe this mark will be. It will be, there we go, thank you. Thank you for flipping. You might have to help me here. I, there's so many of them, I keep forgetting which you want to go through. Thank you, Matthew. But it's a, it's a recovering, they'll be able to track. So think about this in the grand scheme of things if you have this mark on you. Think about what that means. I believe this is exactly what the mark will be for the Antichrist in order to, to keep a tally of who, what, where, and when he needs needs to watch over you, so to speak. Literally, the all-seeing eye of the beast will be informed of your whereabouts, your spending habits, and what you're doing. Um, I believe he, he's going to use this information to collect information and then use it to control you, okay? Um, why? Because he even says in Scripture that you won't even be able to buy or sell without that mark. How is that? Well, we start seeing it with the current technology that we have right now. And so with that, that means that if you walk into a department store, a grocery store, a friend's house, there is some sort of scanner that I believe that reads your marker or, your, or there'll be a satellite link of some sort that can track your movements. How do I know that? Because every one of us have GPS tracking on your phone. I know when my wife's at the store or buying ice cream. No, she don't do that without me. She better not. You don't go without me, all right? <laughs> Just popcorn, that's it. 
but you can follow. I can walk, look on my phone, and you can follow her little car, and it'll tell you where she last frequented, what parking lot, everything. We know where you were. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to get away with anything in this world. Once you have that mark, it'll know your location. Again, all-seeing eye will have, be watching you. And you will not be able to frequent any place without a computer scanning you or a satellite tracking you on the way in or way out of an establishment. In fact, they've been chipping animals for decades. And this is a post by the Los, Los Angeles County Animal Care Control, the LACACC. And this is actually on their website. I went and looked at this. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, keep me going, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, chipping is a positive identification that cannot be lost, falsified, or altered, and is essential to reuniting lost pets with their families. <clears throat> Hundreds of thousands of lost pets have been reunited with their distraught families because the pets were microchipped. While tags can become lost or damaged and tattoos can fade or be altered, microchips provide per permanent identification that cannot be changed. Due to the presence of a microchip, the department has reunited others, owners with pets that have been missing for as long as five years. Five years. So a microchip implant is an, is an identifying integrated circuit chip that's placed under the skin of these animals. Again... We know that the mark will be some sort of technology. Now, a lot of people say it's the chip for sure. Again, we don't know because we don't know exactly when the Lord is going to return, and they're coming up with new technology daily. So to say that you know exactly what it is, look, I'm not telling you it's a chip. What I'm telling you is, is that the technology that we have already is already in pro progress that we know exactly what the Antichrist will be doing with that technology. So if he can do it right now, imagine what he'll be able to do in the future as it gets better, okay? What, so what exactly is the chip, Matthew? <laughs> okay, according to Wikipedia, the chip is about the size of a large grain of rice. It uses passive radio frequency identification, which is RFID technology, and is also known as passive integrated transporter or a tag. That They do this in pets, livestock, wildlife, and have been chipping animals since the 1990s. In May of 2012, in an article in the New American, <clears throat> the next one, Matthew, there we go. In the New American, the U.S. government is developing implantable sensor microchips for use in American troops, supposedly to honor, uh, monitor their health on the battlefield, uh, the Defense Advanced Projects Agency announced earlier this year seeking proposals. But critics of the scheme are speaking out, warning that the new technology could just be a prelude to expanding the use of related devices among the general population with dangerous implications for freedom and privacy. So right now, everybody's fighting for their privacy, but in the end, you're going to lose your privacy, but they're going to somehow, the, the, this system is going to be related in some way that, yeah, but what if your child gets lost? What if your animal gets lost? What if you get lost? What if you're out somewhere and you need our assistance? It would be better that we have you chipped. You see, it'll always come as a matter of convenience to begin with. That's where we are right now. Remember, I read to you several weeks ago that there's already a company out of Sweden that's chipping all of their uh, employees. Remember, I read that. 
and they've been shipping them, and they started doing this in the late 1990s, and there was a gentleman that did it for, had did in there for several hours. They were able to find his position. They were able to monitor specific things, but now the chips can monitor your health. These chips can monitor your health. Uh, so they've already got some things that are completely dedicated to that. Now watch this. In an article of the Sovereign Wealth Fund Institute in April of 2021, uh, the, the DARPA is working on creating an implantable microchip that would monitor the human body for signs of the coronavirus. DARPA wants to take pandemics off the table. COVID-19 has infected more than 250,000 U.S. Defense Department personnel and, on, and their dependents around the world. Tissue chip development is one of the rapidly growing areas in biomedical sciences. On the 60 Minutes show, retired U.S. Colonel Matthew Hepburn, an Army infectious disease physici physician heading up DARPA's response to the pandem pandemic, held up a vial of green tissue like gel, which contained the chip. On the show, Hepburn said, that tiny green thing in there that you put it in underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal, that me that signal means you're going to have symptoms tomorrow. So basically, while on the show, he showed up on the screen what was actually taking place after they injected the chip into someone is that they were able to take these biomedical situations and they're able to keep track of your heart rates, your blood pressure, your, 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 your neuro thinking, your, it's because it's partly going to be neuroscience. Watch this. In June, chapter, June of 2019, in an article from the New York Post, thousands of people in Sweden are having futuristic microchips, I, I'd said this before, but I'll repeat it, implanted into their skin to carry out everyday activities and replace credit cards and cash. More than 4,000 people have already had the sci-fi-ish chips about the size of a grain of rice inserted into their hands. Remember, that's what Revelation chapter 13 tells us, that it'll be in the hand. With the pioneers predicting that millions will soon join them as they hope to take it globally. It's very black mirror, Swedish scientist Ben Liberton told The Post, similarity to the TV series highlighting futuristic scenarios. Like glorified smartwatches, the chips help Swedes monitor their health and even replace key cards to allow them to enter offices and buildings. You see, this thing is coming in a multiple wide range of, uh, of uh, applications. You're not just using it for location, you're also using it for heart monitoring and, and, and you know, body you know, chemistry and what's going on. It's allowing you access into things without having to pull out a card or use a key now. You can just hold up your hand. It's allowing you to access the things. I mean, this thing is getting big. So my point is this, is that don't think for one second that the mark is just some sort of sub, you know, you know, little mark that you're going to get by that somebody's going to see. This thing will have some sort of technology connected to it. And we're seeing all of the things that chips right now have the ability to do and the connection that it has. So look, right now, thieves even have the ability to scan your credit cards and information on your account simply by walking by you on the sidewalk. Did you know that? They sure can. 
This is why you have to buy, I don't know if you know, but you can buy specific things that you can put in your wallet that block the ability from them to be able to scan your cards as they walk by. All without you ever touching your card or pulling it out of your pocket. Scanners, when you walk out of Walmart, by the way, automatically read all the chipped barcodes in your cart. They know that when you leave, if you've paid for them or not. You can walk by. I've seen it. And if it's not paid for, and it wasn't, because the moment it gets paid for, that barcode gets released into their computer system instantly. And so when you walk out, that scanner is reading all the barcodes or all of the, all of the microchips or whatever is embedded into those boxes and packages that you've got in that cart. It can see. It can see it. Let me tell you, Satan and the Antichrist are already in the process of conditioning people for this future event. This is all part of the process. It's already a part of the conditioning. And you and I, don't get me wrong, I love the technology. But I can tell you right now, I can see how the Antichrist is going to use it. You don't have, you don't, look, you don't have to be blind to see this one, okay? Um, and many people will feel the need to receive it simply because it will be given the name in the name of convenience. And right now, most of us, of the people, like in Sweden, it's in the name of convenience. That's why they're doing it in their own jobs. And so, and by the time the tribulation comes upon the earth, it'll no longer be a thing of the past to receive some sort of technology on your body. On your body. And also, this technology, when it's complete, not only will it be used in the tribulation period, but it'll be linked with other people, I believe. Okay? We already communicate with others by phone everywhere we go, right? Think about it. Your mark will be technologically advanced and connect you with people you know so as the beast can track you and keep an eye on you wherever you go. I believe that, you know, I mean, think about it. We, we already put Bluetooth, uh, you know, like uh, listening devices in your ear, you know. There's so many things you can do just to talk with somebody else without actually holding anything anymore, right? We, we, we are at that point. So what if they just implant it into you? So following, so we see that it's Satan's all-seeing eye during this time. He'll have a, be able to have a connection with you wherever you go, whatever you do. He'll know your habits. He'll know where you're going. He'll be able to watch you at all times. Um, and so, but here's the thing. It comes with also compliance. In other words, this information that you will have, this mark, will be sent to a computer network. Link to this mark, it'll keep track whether you're following the rules of the Antichrist and whether you're in compliance with the things that you're supposed to be doing. It'll, be, it'll, it'll make sure that you're compliant. Think about it. They're already at the place, we've, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that one of the things that's becoming common, and we've already know that 10 states already have some form of legal, that it's legal, but uh, assisted suicide. Think about it. The moment that your vitals are up and down and you're not going to be any good for war, work, or worship, it's work. work. War, work, or worship. The moment that any one of those things that you're no longer of use, can you imagine? The Antichrist is going to have the ability to take you out. This is why abortion is so big. Remember, we talked a lot about that. Why? Because he doesn't need anything that doesn't benefit him. And then remember, during that time, the food supplies will be at an all-time low. Less than one-third of the world will even be able to have food, according to Scripture. So if less than one-third of the world out of 8 billion people, which will, many of them will be gone, 
because of the rapture. Think about that. You can determine who gets fed and who doesn't. And a baby's in the way and somebody that can't produce what he's looking for. Word, the work, worship, and war. If you can't produce any of those, you'll be taken out of the way. And he'll be able to keep track of your vitals and everything. So, for instance, uh, whether you know it or not, but your phone is listening to you even as you speak. Did you know that? Your phone. That's why when you look through, like, social media, have you ever noticed that even though you don't go and look at any of those things, if you've just talked about purchasing something specific, that all of a sudden the ads on that thing start showing up in your social media, and you're like, how did they know that? Because your phone's hearing you. Don't think the technology is not being used right now. It's just a part of the conditioning. It's all part of conditioning. And so it's no coincidence. But also, it not only will it be about compliance, but it will also about policing. Let me read something to you. In Mark chapter uh, 10, verse 19 through 23, it says, But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of the Father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and father his child, and its children will rise up against parents and cause them to be taken put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. For he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes." Here's what's interesting. We see it in Mark chapter 10. We've seen this during COVID time. It was the first time that we've ever seen, at least in my lifetime that I can think of. Now, this may have happened some other time. But you had your neighbors policing you if you weren't wearing your mask. That's right. During the COVID period, it got to the, at one point that if you weren't, even your neighbors could turn you in. And in many countries, People were being pulled out of their house because the neighbors were saying that they weren't even wearing it in their house. I seen a handful of people just in Canada being pulled out of their house because they hadn't got the vaccination and they weren't wearing their masks even in their own home. In China, they locked down hundreds of millions of people behind closed doors, things that you didn't hear about. I seen it. They were locking them in simply because they didn't want COVID to spread. They were forced to stay in their home. Many, they were in there for over three to four months. And that was prior to us even finding out about COVID, by the way. They didn't tell us. We found this out, but they were locking them in behind their own personal closed doors. You could watch it. There's the police officers would literally, because some people would not stay. And I've watched a video one night, and it was a video of a person videotaping with their cell phone out on the balcony in one of the large cities. And I am not kidding. It sounded like, if hell sounded like this, this is what hell would have sounded like. The screaming sounded like people were being tortured. But what it was, people were going out on their balconies by the tens of thousands because they were going crazy being locked up in their little teeny apartments and just screaming. You see, guys, in America, we, we overlook the fact that we don't have a clue about what really goes on in the world. Let me tell you, when you have a bad day, your bad day isn't that bad. It's not that bad. It may be bad to you, but it ain't bad to the rest of the world. The rest of the world would love to have your bad day because their bad day is really bad. Okay? So my point is, is this, is that we see in Mark 10, is that brother will deliver up brother. Let me tell you something. 
We're going to see policing like never before. If you have a friend and you say, I don't agree with the mark, and they've got the mark, you're going to be turned in. It's going to be hard to escape because everybody you know can't be trusted if they've got the mark. They can no longer be trusted. Why can't they not be trusted? Because they believe in the Antichrist system at that point. They believe in it. They're not just partaking it. They believe in it wholeheartedly. Remember I said, I believe that you become possessed once you take that mark. Remember I showed this in scripture. And so we see a few things now that this chip is being used for. It's to keep personal information, monitor health. It's able to find anything lost or stolen. It's able to reunite things. It it's allows you to go cashless. It helps you to replace keys and go keyless. I mean, come on. We can think of all the different things that this technology does. Next thing. Lying signs and wonders, chemical dependence. I'm going to explain that to you. Watch this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And the coming, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 and 11, it says, The coming of the lawless one is in accordance to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Lying wonders. That means they're false. They're not real wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Do you see what happens when you deny God's truth? You can be an atheist all you want. What's going to happen is that you, watch this, and for this reason God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. You want to be atheist? It will not go well with you, for you. So my question for years is this, is how can the Antichrist produce such mir the miraculous when we know he doesn't really have like power like God? I've always wondered that. How is he able to do it? Well, we, how is he going to be able to do this? Because we know that according to Scripture, they're lying wonders. Lying wonders are things that you see up in the skies and things that, are, that, are ama that, that bring amazement because they're, they're before your very eyes. And it's like, how do they do it? It's better than an illusionist. Okay, so how is this, especially since he has no real miraculous power and the Bible clearly states that he will, that they will be false signs and wonders. So how is he going to get so many people to believe it? As I begin to do my research, one of the things I realized is that the mark potentially could be used by Antichrist. I believe that there's going to be something specific. Watch this. How many of you ever heard of Neuralink by Tesla? If you've ever heard of Neuralink, it's interesting. Okay, so I was looking at this one day, and I was like, how is this the case? So watch this. Um, example, almost all electronic things have the ability to be turned on and turned off. Understand this. Almost all electronic things have the ability to be turned off on or, on, on or off remotely. Think about it. How many of you have to get up to turn your TV off anymore? How many knows that most men would probably shoot themselves if they had to do that today, right? No, where's the controller, right? You know, in my day, we were the controllers if you were a kid in the house, okay? Keep turning, keep turning, fix that station, move the antenna, you know, we, we were the handheld controller for a TV. But today, everything is remote. Do you know that you can be away from your house and turn your alarm systems on, your air conditioning units on, you can turn lights on before you get to the house so that way it's lit up, so that way it looks like you're home when you arrive. You realize you have the ability to do all of these things. This is very much available. You can go to Costco. My uncle does it all the time. Some of you probably have this. He has the, the little camera that's on the doorbell and, a, and a, some, a couple around the house that if he's at the coast... And he's not home. Whoever comes up to the doorbell, he can talk to them from a long ways away. 
You see, you can do these things remotely. That means you have access and the ability to turn it on or off. So watch this. Tesla's working on a brain implant that can access uh, certain areas of the brain. And he began this work in 2016, by the way. And it's called Neuralink. It's a chip implanted in the brain. And it uses a system of electrode threads to connect to the human brain and target different regions. And the goal is to implant the brain chip using tech called brain-machine interfaces, BMI, to connect to the brain. In fact, Elon Musk said this, who's, by the way, the owner of Tesla. He said, holding promises for the restoration of sensory and motor function and the treatment of neurological disorders. The chip uses a single USB-C cable to stream bandwidth data from a device to the brain. And Musk also confirmed that the chips will be able to halt rapid firing in patients with OCD and could stimulate and release chemicals including serotonin and oxycontin. Or oxytocin. I can't pronounce it right. Oxytocin. Is there a nurse that can help me here? <laughs> oxytocin? Oxytocin, thank you. So these, this chip will re literally touch that area of the brain with these little stimulated electrodes to release serotonin and oxytocin, right? I got okay, cool, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but, it's been a f but here's the thing about serotonin. It's been found to aid in metabolism and cardiovascular growth. Interesting. So when stimulated, watch this, this is the actual definition, I went and looked it up. When stimulated by nerve impulses, serotonin is released as a neurotransmitter into the synapse, reversibly binding to, to the uh, uh, postsynaptic receptor to induce, induce a nerve impulse on the postsynaptic neuron. Serotonin can also bind to autoreceptors. Okay, so this is very clinical, very bigger than all of us. Okay, okay. understand. Basically, it's, it helps not only in the response of social behavior, but also influencing the mood. So if it influences the mood, how good, how easy will it be that when people are in disagreement with what the Antichrist, if this kind of thing would become viable during that time, that this little chip, by the way, it's an in and out procedure, by the way. Used to brain surgery was not an in and out procedure. It was weeks of rehabilitation and everything. They can stick it in in just a few minutes and you can walk out of the hospital walk out of the, that crazy? So if it's that simple and it has the ability to push a little electrodes to transmit to your brain to make you feel good about the decisions that you would have to do to one, police your friends. Maybe even put them to death. Because we know that already the Antichrist will put people to death that don't have the mark. Think about it. You feel good about it. You feel like that you did the right thing. Can you imagine that it would release you to such a mood that you'd be like, you would be able to justify what you did as being right when in God's eyes it's wrong? But it feels right. It just seems right. I'm doing the right thing. I'm protecting the empire. I'm protecting the Antichrist system. I'm, I'm protecting the God that I love, right? Then oxytocin, it plays a role, now it's interesting, in social bonding, reproduction, Childbirth and the period 
after childbirth. Oxytocin is released into the bloodstream as a hormone in response to sexual activity and during labor. It is also available in pharmaceutical form. In either form, oxytocin stimulates the uterine contractions to speed up the process of childbirth. In its natural form, it also plays a role in bonding with the baby and milk production. <clears throat> here's, this, here's an interesting study. In a study of human in-group bonding, oxytocin can increase positive attitudes, such as bonding towards individuals with similar characteristics. One study that examined race and empathy found that participants receiving, nasally, nas receiving it nasally administered oxytocin had stronger reaction to pictures of in-groups of the same race of people, make members making pained faces than the pictures of out-of-group with other expressions. So in other words, they were showing pictures of people with the same race with similar races and they could actually feel themselves feel the same way. Think about it. If the Antichrist is angry, you'll be angry. If he's happy, you'll be happy. You see, it's releasing some sort of chemical response. <clears throat> in fact, they found that in a study such as relationship where, where it was examined, it was found that when individuals administered oxytocin, rates of dishonesty in the participants' responses increased. Further oxytocin was correlated with participants' desire to protect vulnerable in-group members despite the individual's attachment to the conflict. That meant that even if we would have normally agreed on something, I will still protect you to the bitter end. So now am I saying that that's Tesla's end goal? No, I'm not. I don't know about him personally. I don't know what his end goal is. I think he's probably using it for good. My point is to point out to you that this technology is already in the process and being developed. And don't think for one second that Satan will not use it for his purposes. That's all I'm saying. So don't think, oh, great, don't take anything of Tesla's. Don't drive his car now. No, I'm not saying none of that. I'm not saying none of that. The goal of the Antichrist is to create adherent followers of the same religious belief and of a one world order. Basically, they'll be inclined to protect. They're going to be inclined to fight for each other and help each other. And they'll even forsake anyone, including friends and family, who are not a part of their system. <clears throat> if you're not a part of their system, they'll turn you in. Similarly, it has been demonstrated that oxytocin is administered to individuals after their subjective preferences in order to align with in-group ideals over those who were in the out-group. So that means that if there was, in, in, the in the trial that they did, they shared with everybody that this is something that we all will agree on. As opposed to the out-group who didn't agree, and the people that didn't agree, once they took the oxytocin, they were totally in agreement and compliant. That shows you that the power of this thing. Well, imagine not having to take it externally when all it really needs is a, is a chemical that, that forces the brain to release this. You see, Tesla also said this, that the tech could also be used to play music directly into the human brain. Initially, however, Musk said that the goal is to help people who are paralyzed control, and control computers or smartphones with their thoughts. 
the chips could, could potentially restore nerve function in people who have neurological issues, and Neuralink could solve a lot of brain spine injuries. The goal is to give people who are paralyzed the ability to control tech with their thoughts alone. Isn't that something? What does Satan want in the end time? Remember, we read, I don't know how many, passages, how many script verses in Matthew 24 alone, Luke chapter 21 alone, Revelations 13. The whole goal is what? Deception. And where does deception begin? The mind. That's all chemicals do is they affect the mind. If you're a drug addict and you're taking, let me tell you, then you're affected by the mind and you're hooking up to Satan's system already. You don't need an implant to do that. That's why drugs in the New Testament were called, were, were in the Latin or in the Greek was pharmakeia, which means they were pharmaceutical grade drugs. That, and it was the term used in the New Testament was called witchcraft. Satan's performing witchcraft and he uses drugs to do it. He uses some sort of chemical imbalance to cause people to get a euphoric feeling, feeling like this is it, I've done it, I've made it, when in reality you're failing. I just read two articles and one right after the other. I didn't go looking for them. It was actually on my Yahoo, of all things. Two of them were ladies. One, one was really big into her health, and she had gotten into smoking marijuana, kind of as a, as a what, do you, what do you call it when you do it for fun or whatever? Um, yeah, kind of a leisure, no, leisure, but what do you call it? Recreational, thank you. Like a recreational thing. And she thought, man, I'm feeling really good, though. I feel good all the time. I'm never sore. I'm never in pain anything. So she decided, I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going to get my body clean. And she, that meant even including marijuana. She didn't actually think about stopping marijuana itself. It was just that she just wanted to get her body completely detoxed. She found, and she did this for 30 days. She found that at the end of 30 days, she not only had more energy, which she didn't realize that she had lost taking marijuana because she felt so good. The assumption is that because she felt good, she must be doing better. Isn't that the way Satan lies to most people? Well, I feel good about what I'm doing, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it better just because you think that. And this lady, she goes, and what she did is she took and started to measure the increase of what, she, what had, her body was able to do. She found that she had lost almost 40%. 40%. We're getting close to half now. Of everything that she was doing, she increased it by 40% after she got detoxed off of marijuana. And she was just so sure. Man, I'm feeling good. I feel good. You know, I sleep good. I don't have no pain. She found that she was actually even better without it. Another lady, she was an artist. She decided to go on a 10-day fast from marijuana because she had thought for years from the time she was young because she would actually sell her art for uh, uh, for profit that's how good artist she was so from the time she was young she was selling well she got into recreational marijuana at a young age and she realized man it's making me more creative more creative and it was interesting she years later decided i'm going to go on a 10-day de uh, detox of Again, or just quit it, actually. Not a detox, but quit. She found that not only 10 days later did she have new thoughts of, of artwork, that she said before it would just come sporadically every once in a while. And she goes, I thought I was on track. She goes, I was having new thoughts of new creative ideas every day. She goes, not only did I have new creative ideas every day, I also compared my artwork 
with the artwork while I was on high. She goes, by far, even according to the testaments of people that bought it, they said this artwork was 10 times better. She goes, and I thought that artwork was good. She goes, but when I compared it, I realized, whoa, there's a lot more mistakes in them. Those where I was taking marijuana than those where I thought. You see, marijuana induces this euphoric feeling that makes you think you're doing the right thing, feel good, because God did not call you to abuse it. He didn't call you to abuse it. So guess what? She actually said, I'm done with marijuana. My creative abilities are actually being hindered, and I thought they were being helped. Interesting. So as you can see, the closer it gets to... to, to perfecting this technology, it's quite possible for it to restore natural body functions. I mean, how awesome would that be? To be paralyzed and then be able to walk. You see, it'd be easy for the Antichrist to look all-powerful. Now think about it. So, going back, chemical dependence, lying signs and wonders. If this thing could inject this euphoric feeling Change all of these different functions, chemistry in your body, even to the point maybe even walking again if you're paralyzed. How easy would it to be to promote a strong delusion if these chemicals are being artificially stimulated in your brain? Don't think that Satan isn't planning this. Don't think that he isn't using smart people with lots of money to get these things fixed. So that way it's perfected by the time he goes to use it. Don't think it for one second. That's the track we're on right now. And I believe that it'll be easy for him to be able to create strong delusions. You know, everybody that ever gets on a, a trip that's high will tell you that they see things that nobody else is seeing. I know I've dealt with many of them. I mean dozens of people that have been high or do drugs and they see people, they see animals, they see things that nobody else sees. How much more so if Satan can somehow stimulate that portion of the brain that causes you to see things that may actually be there that the normal eye can't see? I'm telling you. So I believe that there'll be a chemical dependence potentially associated with this mark. So... Really quickly, we see that the mark is associated with territories. We see that it's associated with person, place, and things. We see that it's associated with Jerusalem. And I want to end it right here because I believe this is extremely important. If you reject the mark, if you do not accept the mark, what tactics will the Antichrist use to control people? Revelations 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones... And they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had not been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands. We know that beheading is a part of the process to control those who have not made a decision to follow God or to stick it out at least through the tribulation period. Beheading is one. This brings me to a point that I've made as I believe that why the Antichrist is the Islamic faith. Remember, this was in the Quran. Watch this. I don't have it up there. Okay. But in the Quran, it says in the Quran, chapter 8, verses 12 and 13, it says, smite the necks and smite every fingertip of them. This is because they opposed Allah and his messenger, 
Muhammad. The Quran, chapter 4, verse 89. Seize them and kill them wherever you find them. The Quran, verse, chapter 47, verse 4. When you meet unbelievers in the battlefield, strike off their heads. And when you have laid them down, bind your captives. We see beheading of people that do not take the, that, that do not take the mark will be a commonplace in the tribulation period. Let me tell you, if you don't worship the false prophet, there's no guarantees that you'll make it through tribulation without the mark. But there are also no guarantees that you'll make it to heaven if you do. There's no guarantees. I've brought up a ton of material that you could go back through over the last eight weeks. And again, I've gone just a touch over my time, but, but I want you to know that this is a reality, whether we want to accept it or not. It's coming upon us. We see what the Bible is now talking about. The Word of God is opening up to us. Many end-time scholars know even ten times more than I do. They're amazing at what they produce. And they're sharing things that I'm like, they're amazing because we're seeing the most important messages in Scripture beginning to open up, and it's revealing itself right before our very eyes. Let me tell you, I said this before, the Bible reads better than the latest newspaper the most current newspaper, because it's accurate. It's accurate. And if you have friends that have never heard this message, tell them to start in, uh, on, on week one, series one, and go through all eight of them, because they need to understand that you cannot be, you cannot be playing with God when you need him now. You can't afford it. This is it. How long do we have? I don't know exactly, but I know we are on the threshold because the technology, in reality, you know, I heard scholars say, well, this needed to be done, this needed to be done. Let me tell you really what needed to be done. As I begin to look and begin to look at this mark, I was like, this is what really needed to be accomplished before the Lord could return and the Antichrist could set up his little empire. The technology had to come about. It really did. Because without the technology, this thing wouldn't work. It'd be an impossibility for it to all work together in order for him to have the control that he's going to have because there is no way he would have that control. Do you realize that you can be anywhere in the world and if the Antichrist said anything at any given moment, you will know it? You will be there to listen to his public address. When he's ready to speak, you'll be able to hear it no matter where you're located in the world at this point. Because even if you don't have a phone or a watch, that thing's going to be implanted in your head. And if Tesla's saying, I can play music into your brain, he'll be able to play speech too with it. That means when the Antichrist says, hit the on button, I've got a speech to make to my people, you're going to hear it. If he wants you awake at a certain time of the day, guess what? You're going to know it because he's going to wake you up. You say, man, I just don't feel good today. Boop. Oh, I feel good all of a sudden. He's going to release the chemical prods, the, the, the neuro little transmitters that are hooked to your neurosensors to, in, to literally get those things firing. So that way it releases chemical substances in your body to make you feel good and to make you do things you would have never done before you had that mark. That's the reality. That's where this thing is headed. And not one of us, not one of us can afford to live without Jesus at this time. If you've got friends that need Jesus... This might be a good salvation message for them. Take them through this eight-week series because they need to know it is real. And what's great is that the church isn't the one that's that are blind. It's the world. And this is why we need to get them saved.
They're blind to these realities that I've been talking about. They don't know this stuff. They don't even begin. They they don't they don't even want to believe that the Bible is true. But yet the Bible's reading as if it knew that this day was coming already. Well, it did know. The Word of God. Remember, we speak Jesus. When you start speaking the language of Jesus, you begin to see it. So, Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now that God, that everyone here, that Lord, that we never take it for granted the special opportunities that you give us right now to minister to lives, to reach souls that have rejected Jesus for too long. I pray, Lord, with all my heart that, Lord, that we take and grasp the nature of your love and that we would go out and give it to our friends, our family members, our neighbors, people that we don't even know that, God, you would even give us an opportunity, God, to make it happen, to share the loving truth of your gospel. Lord, I pray that today, that Lord, that when we leave out of here, that today we're energized. We're not scared of the end time events. We're excited because we know our time gets closer. But we also know that, Lord, that it's open doors for ministering the truth. I pray that, God, that everyone in here becomes the evangelist that they're meant to be, to bring people back to Jesus, back to the Father. The Lord, that this is the day and the time when, Lord, we need you more than ever. I pray for every person here today that, God, that you would infuse them with boldness. Fuse them, God, with boldness that they would not be ashamed nor afraid, Lord, to share that wonderful truth that set us free to others, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this time and this day. And, God, there's no better day to live in. No matter how ugly it is, this is the best day still of my life, of our lives because you didn't put us here by accident. You knew what we could do. And Lord Jesus, I pray that we fulfill that purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone here. Amen. Amen. I love you all so much. Get this message in your heart. But for no other reason than give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.